Hello! Welcome to the Careers for Kids podcast, where kids learn careers. This is Maxwell Valencia. And this is Henry Morrison. And today, we have Erwin Valencia, a wellness expert and a high-performance coach for the New York Knicks. Hello, Mr. Valencia. Thank you for sparing your time to be on Careers for Kids. We hope we have a great interview. Now, let's get started! Let's go. Hey, tell tell us what you currently do right now. Well, currently I'm on sabbatical after almost 20 years in the world of professional sports. Uh, my last post was the um, wellness lead and the director of training and conditioning for the New York Knicks. Form prior to that, I was also the major league rehab director of the Pittsburgh Pirates major league baseball team, and so I am now. I'm spending some time for myself, taking care of myself, but continuing to have conversations uh, with just a few clients that I have coached in the past that have been continued to ask for my services more, particularly as a high performance coach and not necessarily as a sports medicine expert. Oh, I like that. Yeah, so it's pretty cool. Sabbatical. Like, taking a break. Sabbatical. Right, so, oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, Henry. Yeah. Hi. Uh, thanks. Tell me more about your career and how you got to this position. Well, my, my career has spanned a number of years of studying and figuring out specifically what I wanted to do. Uh, and that started for me um, as a young boy at the age of 18 and knowing that my gift was the gift of nurturing and caring for people. And as an athlete, simultaneously, I was trying to figure out a way that I can work in basically in the world of sports, but also uh, be surrounded by the best athletes in the world. And so uh, my, my life was going in that direction in every possible way. So uh, I did everything possible through school and, and through internships and through other experiences and connections that allowed me to find myself in sports, uh, which I was in for almost 20 years. Mm. That's cool. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like you had a lot of, like, you knew what you wanted to do from, like, an early point, and you kind of led with that. Mm-hmm. I was uh, 18 when I knew that this was the direction I was going to go. I woke up in the middle of the night with a dream that I was in the middle of a basketball court with thousands of people around me with cameras flashing and sounds blazing and the sound and the, and the rumbling of the floor because of the court and the uh, and the basketballs and I knew that one day I was going to be in that situation I did not expect for that situation to be at the world's most famous arena which was Madison Square Garden that's amazing your dream actually came true mm-hmm. there's only a little people who what they want to be when they're young it actually happens in the end it's really hard mm-hmm. but I guess it happened to you you're lucky yeah and- I mean it can happen as long as you just like go through with it mm-hmm. yep that's that's a message to everyone listening. And what part of your job do you enjoy the most and dislike the most? I think what I love about my job is being able to be with these amazing professional athletes and be able to like push them to the next level. A lot of them are very blessed and very raw to be able to have talents and skills that not many people have. 
Hoffman, there are only about 300 NBA players that are in the NBA. And then to then fine tune that and help those that want to be part of the elite 1% of basketball players. And I think for me, that's the most exciting part is giving an opportunity for some of these future superstars to grow and become who they want to be and to witness that next alongside them. And the toughest part of my challenge is definitely the travel and the amount of time you spend being with these guys and um you know it, it doesn't it doesn't get any easier each year it gets harder with the pressure that you feel to win championships every year and so you know you you, you lose a lot of sleep you don't get to spend a lot of time with family and so that really has become i think has become the biggest challenge working in professional sports yeah i mean it's awesome to work in professional sports but you know there's a lot of like pros and cons i mean there's a lot of pros and cons of every job but this one the main one seems to be like traveling a lot and not seeing a lot of family mm -hmm. but yeah so i mean i know you said um you had this idea of like you were gonna like nurturing when you were 18 but um was this the dream job you imagined yourself doing when you were a kid like you know our age yeah, when I was 18, I knew this was the job that I wanted to do. I wanted to be the first Filipino that was raised and educated in the Philippines to be on an NBA court on a daily basis. I was very clear with that vision that woke me up in the middle of the night. And I was very clear with what I felt, saw, heard, that I knew one day I was going to get there. That's really cool. I, like, I, uh, that's what I want to do. I want to have a vision that I want to do it. And I want to pursue it. And I want it to come true like you. Yeah, I mean, that's a message to well, everybody listening to this, if you are, um, that as long as you, I know you probably got, you guys probably hear this a lot, but you know, you if you really try to pursue your dreams, you can. Yes, you, yeah. you, you can for sure. So you're the only Filipino who's on professional basketball court. Uh, I'm the only Filipino that was raised and educated in the Philippines. I grew up in the Philippines. I was on an NBA court on a daily basis. I mean, there are a number of Filipino-Americans that were born in the United States that were halfers, if you must. Their like fathers were American. Yeah, you know, Eric Spolstra's father was Greek. Um, you know, Jalen Green. Um, you know, um, Jordan Clarkson. Their fathers were American and their mothers were Filipino, but they weren't. They didn't. They didn't grow up in the Philippines. That's, that, that makes sense. That's pretty cool. And who were your main idols when you were really young? My one of my main idols, really, when I was younger, it was a coach named Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson was the legendary coach that won, you know, has you know, has 13 championship rings, 11 of which he was a head coach first with the Chicago Bulls and then with the LA Lakers. He won two other championships on his own as a New York Knick, as a player. So um, he was always my idol because Phil was one of the first to really bring the thought process of mindfulness, of meditation, of Zen Buddhism, and the world of sport. He, he let his players do yoga, they did meditations, they really focused on, you know, really the mental part of playing sport and Michael Jordan became who Michael Jordan was because he was able to command the present moment on a regular basis and Kobe Bryant became uh, the other amazing and one of the top basketball players in history because of his Mamba mentality all from which stemmed from Phil Jackson's teachings. That's, that's pretty nice. So like 
why did you pick this job? Like, what made you do, like, this job? Just, I mean, I know you had that, like, vision and everything, but, of course, there are probably some other factors. Yeah, the reason why I picked this job was because it is every young Filipino's dream, particularly in the Philippines, to work in basketball and to work in the NBA and to be surrounded by basketball. Basketball is the number one sport in the Philippines. You know, you have, you know, and that almost as the saying goes, you know, the top, you know, the, the top things to Filipinos are number one, God, second, Manny Pacquiao, when Manny Pacquiao was really up in his, uh, at the top of his game, and then basketball. But now that Manny Pacquiao has stopped boxing, you know, basketball has now caught the second most important uh, value or the need or want of Filipinos. And so being able to you know, be able to, to be able to fulfill my own dream and then turn will be able to fulfill dreams of millions of Filipinos who want to be in basketball and want to be in the NBA, which is where the top basketball players of the world are. So I, I, I really felt like this was a calling for me. And I knew that being in the situation and being able to help people while being in the situation uh, was something that was very important to me, uh, not just for the present moment, but also for the legacy that I hope to leave. And what was the biggest highlight of your career? Like, throughout your entire giant career, what was the most biggest highlight? One of the biggest highlights of my career, I'd have to say, was last November, in November 2022. It was Filipino Heritage Night at Madison Square Garden. And I was honored um, by... Madison Square Garden, the Knicks, and the Filipino community. There was about, you know, out of the 20,000 people that were at Madison Square Garden, maybe about 3,000 of them were Filipino. And, you know, I was honored. I was placed on the Jumbotron. They did a little um, a little video for me, and then they, they focused the camera on me for a good one minute. And then everyone stood up and cheered. And, and for me, that was a dream come true. Uh, I mean, that was really the highlight of my career, being able to be honored at your own arena. And that arena happened to be the world's most famous arena. Oh, yeah. I would really, really, really be happy if that happened to me. Like a minute of just being honored by every single person in the stadium and people watching it on TV is just surprising. Yeah, that's gotta that's gotta be awesome. I don't play basketball. I know Maxwell does, but you know it's gotta be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, even for people who just don't play basketball. Yeah, I mean it's all part of like just a bigger idea of like well we've said this three times already, but like pursuing your dream. Mm-hmm. Yep. So um, like, what are the biggest challenges? that you think can be solved by our generation that you would want us to solve for you? I think there's so many things that you can kind of solve, but I think the biggest thing that I feel your generation is going to really take advantage of is the ability to use technology for good. And if there's a way for anyone in your generation to understand the value of technology where to the point that you can use it to inspire, to make a change in people's lives and to maybe raise funds in order to do good in this world. And I think that's one of the things that is definitely necessary in your generation because there has been a period of time that of darkness where technology has been used for evil and, and still continue to be, but it, it's going to be up to your generation to make those decisions in a better light 
hopefully making a difference in the world rather than destroying it. Like AI. That's that's a really good message. Like that's a really good message. Um, like yeah, there's a lot of technology nowadays. You can't be sure. Like I mean, you'll pretty much never. You're never gonna be sure with technology, but like um, that's a definitely a good message. Thing, use it for good. And like military technology is a type of technology. And also, if someone like me wants to follow in your footsteps in your careers exactly, what would you tell him or her? I mean, I'm going to tell you what I told a Filipino news channel that interviewed me when I first got the job at New York. Uh, we had one of the major news channels came to my facility, my practice facility, and interviewed me and asked me what advice do I have for kids that want to follow my footsteps, especially back home in the Philippines. And I said three things. One, visualize it. Two, prepare for the path. Three, manifest it. When you visualize it, it's about being clear with what you want, what you absolutely want, what your dream is, and in absolute clarity, and with, with no doubt of what that looks like and what that feels like prepare for the path. Number two, doing everything and anything you can in order to get to that situation where that all you have to do is make sure you prepare for yourself so that when a call arrives, that your skills are ready. It's doing the internships, it's going to school, it's making the right connections, and then making sure that you yourself are ready for any type of challenges you can face. So that three, when you manifest that job, that dream job you've always had, you know you're up for the task. Because sometimes most of us, you know, we, we, we dream of something, but then when the dream comes face to face with us, we're not prepared and we don't know what to do, which then sets up for failure. So it's important to know that when you do dream, you make sure that you prepare yourself first so that when the job shows up, you're ready. I see that like many people are just not, not aware of their dreams and not really focusing on what they want the most. Some people do that, but they just don't prepare. Yeah, I mean, I get how it'd be hard to prepare, but even if you're like not prepared, you still like this is your dream. You gotta like, you. I mean, you don't have to stick with it, but it's like a really good idea to just stick with it. And even if you're not prepared, try to get prepared and go with it. Yeah, I and do. yeah. What is your main life advice for kids listening to this podcast? I mean, you've heard it many times already since the beginning of our conversation here, but it is to be clear with your dreams, understand what your why is, understand what your purpose is. I think all these questions that you have to ask yourself at a young age so that then as you continue your journey through life, you'll be able to find yourself really doing what not only you love, but also inspiring the people that do follow you. Yep. Wow. Yeah. Just wow. <laughs> That's all I can say. Wow. And thank you so much, Erwin, for allowing us to interview you. I'm sure more kids will be inspired by this interview. To whoever is listening, thanks for a great season one and for listening to the Careers for Kids podcast. We'll see you in the next episode and in the next season. Bye. Bye. Thank you.